0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am the Christmas train that keeps falling off the tracks, Trey Plutnicki. And I
1: am the ice skating rink that no one wants to skate at because there's a sea monster underneath the ice, Daniel Kunkel.
0: Lovely, lovely. See, I took I took the topical one. You went with the,
1: with the theme of the movie, and I, I couldn't think it. of anything that wouldn't be a spoiler for the movie. So. Yeah,
0: which, well, listen. This movie that we're talking about. Enough banter, okay, Daniel. Enough banter. <laughs> we
1: have literally been recording it in total for about a minute and sixteen <laughs> seconds, and that counts our like countdown intro and a <laughs> little
0: bit of silence that I take to think of something <laughs> and the four uh, seconds
1: of silence that I cut out <laughs> where Trey thinks
0: about who he's gonna be today. Thinks of my intro. Uh, enough banter, okay. This movie, uh, we're gonna. This movie is called Pete's Christmas. And Daniel, you read what Pete's Christmas was about last time, but can you hit me with that synopsis one more time? Yeah, Pete's
1: Christmas really basically, uh, picture the movie Groundhog Day starring Bill Murray. It's that, but instead of it being Groundhog Day, it's Christmas. And instead of being a grumpy weatherman who's grumpy for no real reason, Pete is a young boy whose family is cruel to him. It's very understandable why he is upset. Um, and why he's grumpy, um, and that part that actually leads into my theory a little bit, which we'll cover later on. But um, yeah, the gist is: Pete wakes up. He has the worst Christmas ever. His parents don't get him a Christmas present. Just
0: don't. No, they don't get him one. Um,
1: his grandfather, his estranged grandfather, shows up. Uh, his dad's father. They have a very tense couple of hours where he's upset because he didn't get a Christmas present. Everyone else is just mad at him. They're just all mad at him for no good reason. Um, there is an incident where the Christmas tree falls and it gets blamed on Pete. Um, they go and play football. They lose the big game because Pete gets tackled. they What else? They The dinner doesn't <laughs> work. Uh, the dinner just doesn't cook. She tried to make... Is it, was it Stroganoff?
0: No, it was... Um, uh, yeah, no, it was Beef Stroganoff. Was it Beef Stroganoff? Uh, no, beef Wellington. Beef Wellington, Wellington. Beef Wellington. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, the mom is, like, making Beef Wellington. She's very excited. The mom, total business lady. Um, the dad is there, um, is <laughs> angry at his son and his father. Um, but, um, yeah, she tries to make this Beef Wellington, but because of the Christmas tree incident that I mentioned earlier, um, the power went out and they didn't restart the breaker for the oven. And so the oven just didn't cook the beef Wellington, so they have to go to a diner for Christmas dinner, which, like, okay, it's sad. It's not, they treat it like it is the end of the world, that they have to go to what looks like a perfectly fine diner. Um, yeah, no, Christmas. the burgers. The burgers look fine. It looks fine. We well, do learn yeah. though that they are uh, undercooked. They all get food poisoning at this dinner. <laughs> yeah, which is also Pete's fault. Yeah, it's also Pete's fault. Pete's younger brother vomits on Pete's favorite shirt, <laughs> uh, which is actually a really funny moment, I think. um But and then they go to bed, and then Pete wakes up the next day, and the exact same thing happens again. And And it
0: is Christmas again. Oh, Oh, sorry. sorry.
1: Pete's grandfather leaves. Yes. Pete's grandfather leaves. And gives him. Pete's grandfather gives him a box. An empty box. An empty box.
0: box, Walnut chest. And then the day starts over. It starts all over again. Now, I would like to take this time to say uh, Christmas Day may be the worst day to Groundhog Day interesting it may be it may be the the worst day at least in america to to have a groundhog day happen to you see you texted this to me can you explain what you mean by that though think of all the fun groundhog day stuff that bill murray does in groundhog day he he robs a bank he um, yeah he does he does it banks not open he eats all the (laughs) he eats all the food he wants you can still do that Hey, but a lot of places are closed on Christmas Day.
1: He, you can get Chinese though. You can get Chinese food still. You, sure, um, sure. He, what else does he do? He sleeps with everyone in the town. True.
0: Lots of people are with their family, so that's a that's tough true. get.
1: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, what other classic bits does Bill Murray get up to in Groundhog? My thing he is becomes like, a also, god. He becomes a omnipotent yeah, yeah, yeah. god, which also my, happens in this movie.
0: Yeah, kind of happens to in, in a way. It's so it's so half baked. It's, it's hilarious. It's weird.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Real, because real... he's still
0: like he's still kind of screwing up, but we see him do the same spin move on this guy during the football game like seven times.
1: It's. <laughs> He does the
0: exact same spin move oh my god it's we so should funny. probably break
1: down maybe not in great detail but we should break down what changes he makes but real quick i uh tweeted this out this morning from our from our official twitter account a, at hcu secret give it a follow um i said taking some research if you realized you were in a groundhog day style time loop how many days would it take you to start changing
0: things so this oh, is yeah. after the realization what did i say do you remember i think i said one day
1: um, I actually can't see like people's individual oh, votes, okay. but yeah, the options were one day, five days, a month, never. The answers to these questions may surprise you. Fifty <laughs> percent of people said one day. Totally agree. As soon yeah. as that second day goes, you're like, I'm in a Groundhog Day. I'm gonna start. Yeah, changing I feel like things. we've we've
0: seen the movie. Like we yeah. know what's going on. Like yeah.
1: Thirty three percent said five days. It would take them like a good work week to settle into it. Before they start changing. Patterns. Which
0: I, uh, you know, I also understand that because it's like, I feel like I would spend some time trying to get out before I would spend some time working on myself. Like if I, if I was that freaked out, but then at the same time, I know the, how Groundhog day, how you get out of your Groundhog day. You and that to is, fi-
1: yeah, you need to figure out the emotional block that's happening.
0: Yeah. And like to this what,
1: movie's credit, I think what it does differently than Groundhog, like Groundhog day he screws around for most of the movie. Like most of the movie is him messing around, doing all this fun stuff. This movie, I think because the conceit is already so, it's so culturally in our minds. Like, you know what happens when you're in a Groundhog's Day that they can kind of montage that part. And he goes about trying to solve all of these different issues. And he ends up like, he solves, and we'll go into this in a second, but he solves the relationship between him and his younger brother and him and his older brother. Yeah. He solves the relationship between him and his mother and him and his father. And so he does. And I think that's why this movie works so well is because the main t- main character is doing something the whole time. He's always trying to, there's a girl too. I forgot to mention there's a girl. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> she doesn't,
1: she, yeah, she shows up very briefly in the first couple of time loops. She doesn't really become important to like yeah. half an hour into the movie, but, um, real quick. Guess how many people said it would take them a month to start changing things. If they how were many in a people?
0: 6%. 6%. So like one person.
1: Yeah. I got 18 votes right now. And 11%, <laughs> 11% of responders said never, never. They would never try to change something if they realized they were in the ground. That's how you end up permanently in a groundhog's day. Groundhog day. Yeah,
0: you never change.
1: If you never change anything in a Groundhog Day, taking a month I think is crazy. Five days, I understand. One, you're jumping the gun a little bit, but again, we all know what happens. Yeah,
0: you're uh, you're on top of it. You're culturally aware. My thing is with the never people is they're probably going to use it to catch up on sleep. He said, "I'll just fair enough." <laughs> but even then, that's still changing something. I don't know.
1: Um, I don't know. The bi- yeah. So the big things. How does he? Let's go through how he solves each relationship. So him and his older brother. We'll go. We're gonna go kind of out of order for how he fixes them. But yeah,
0: that solved his. Him and his older brother is solved almost almost last. I think it's like second to last. It's what it's, Yeah. It's a f- it's the football thing, right? Yeah. So it's he finds super out that
1: weird. <laughs> it's so bizarre. His brother is very into football, and they find out that his brother was kicked off of the, bench. benched. No, he's benched. The <laughs> Not kicked off, just benched. He was just... benched, and so <laughs> yeah. the younger brother, who eventually he's like he, you know, he got tackled in the first football game, the first dozen or so times he Groundhog Day, and then he figured out that he can do these. Six, spins. six
0: totally awesome spin moves He's and he learns red. how to do a flip too but he learns how to do with. a
1: flip he learns he gets a pretty yeah. good he gets pretty good at football honestly um and he ends up winning the football game for a while um and yeah. then he talks to his brother realizes his brother was kicked off was benched from the football team i wanted to be kicked off because it's more dramatic he was benched from the football team <laughs> yeah he helps his brother get the winning touchdown to regain his confidence.
0: Yeah. And may I color commentary this moment? Do it. So Pete is like sick, right? Right. So like he is, he is like legendary in this game of pickup football against the Bronskies. <laughs> <laughs> this is in the Wisconsin, rival family by the way. We, yeah, should, yeah. we should emphasize that point <laughs> the the rival team they're all the bronski it's the bronski family and they i'm pretty sure they all have bronski on their on the backs of their shirts well yeah, they're these two, well, twin, all of, yeah. the these two twins, twins who are, are
1: bullying the little the yeah. bullying pete and they both have number one that's not how football works guys No, sorry so
0: so they so the other t- uh, this is a side note i'll get to the moment all the, <laughs> all the people on the opposing team have Bronski on the back of their shirt. But all the people on Pete's team have their first names on the back of their shirt. I was like, what? <laughs> like Consistency, y'all. It's anyway. very weird. Anyway, so Pete is doing these six spin moves. He's, he's getting the winning touchdown. He sees his brother is upset. And then he he's like, don't worry. I'll throw you a lateral into the end zone. Pete, in this moment, when he's like, okay, I'm going to make this right for my brother is still doing these sick spin moves, still making the Bronski brothers headbutt each other in in an effort to tackle Pete, but he gives the weakest, lamest, openest throw to his brother for the winning touchdown, and people were like, go Jake, go Jake, when it was obviously, like, all Pete. It was all Pete. Like, even more so, I would be more embarrassed that Pete, like, like, lifted me up on his like carried me on on his back it was it was weak man weak there's, to go into the footballs for a second
1: the as, as you said these two the twins tackle pete but they like come in from either side and ram him between them which yeah at first i was like oh come on like the ref didn't call that and then i was like daniel it's a pickup game it's clearly just community thing. there's not a ref The first time that Pete dodges this tackle, then he jumps out of the way. He deservedly is like, boom, got you. Kicks a little dirt. It's a little unsportsmanlike. But I was like, he he earned that. We know he earned that. And then the ref, because there is a ref at this football game. They just didn't show him before now. Benches Pete for unsportsmanlike conduct. And I'm like, ref, that was targeting before. And the fact that you didn't call, who are you? Who are you, referee? Are you? He's probably (laughs) an angel, first of all. But that's him and the older brother.
0: Yeah. The younger Um, brother. Younger brother, they have a moment outside after. uh, It's like Pete and his younger brother are outside and they're having like a heart to heart. He's like the younger brother is like, uh, no, no, Jake. No, not Jake. (laughs) <laughs> Pete is like Pete says to his younger brother I wish I could be more like you and then the younger brother's like really I wish I could be more like you
1: and the younger brother gives the best excuse where he's basically like I'm so perfect I'm so smart and witty and to be fair he is I no, love he this is, little no, brother super, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this little kid super rocks. smart
0: super witty <laughs> um, yeah <laughs>
1: He's just very sassy. He's well-dressed. He's very smart. He's awesome. Um, but he's like, I wish I could just mess up more like you, beat.
0: Be okay. <laughs> Which is the most backhanded compliment a person could give. You know, I wish I was a little more loosey-goosey. I'm just so perfect all the time. I don't have anything to worry about. I wish I had a little, I wish I had a fire under my ass. Like that sort of thing. It's yeah, it's great. really weird. Um, uh, he and his mom bake together and now
1: their relationship's solved.
0: Yeah, and then uh there's the girl, his, the
1: dad and the granddad.
0: Yeah, him and his dad talk by the bed. I can't remember what it's about. Their relationship... Um,
1: they don't really they don't really forgive each other or like emotionally evolve in any meaningful way. I feel like theirs is towards the ultimate goal, which is the grandfather.
0: Yeah, cuz I remember the bedside talk was about his his uh grandma was about Pete's grandma. Yeah. Uh his uh, his, mo- uh, his dad's mother. Um and uh I think the big the bigger resolution was uh his dad so his dad got fired mm-hmm. from his job as an ad exec. <laughs> Connection, here we go. Yeah, for real. Come <laughs> on in. Uh as an ad exec and uh, Pete, after the football game where he helps Jake, hooks his father up with two women who are uh, also like in the, uh, like are running a startup or something. Yeah, and it's like, hey, this here. guy's a, a real genius with them ads. Really, uh, really give him a chat, and then Pete is just like nailed that, and then leaves.
1: This movie works so well when Pete gets to be. To the point where it's, and it's the best part of Groundhog Day too, when Bill Murray is essentially a god Mm -hmm. and he knows everything that's going to happen and he, it's not like, he just does it and he knows what's going to happen to the point of muscle memory. Yeah. That's where, Um, that's where this movie, I think really shines through when Pete realizes there's a problem and already knows how to fix the problem.
0: Yeah. I, so, the, so speaking of that, his, uh, his fix with the girl can't remember her name uh it's like this girl next door so in in the first day katie katie in the first day he goes to this house to carol and he hates god he hates caroling oh my god he hates caroling but it's uh katie's house and they and they chat and they have these talks on the swings he uh katie is the only person that he opens up to about groundhog day uh I'm pretty sure. And, like, they really talk and brainstorm on the swing set. Yeah. (laughs) Like two teens do. (laughs) Weird. Yeah. And uh, Katie um, says at some point uh, something about liking guitar and liking um, the song Jingle Bells. So... Uh, Pete takes it upon himself in a in a uh, late act two montage to learn how to play Jingle Bells on the guitar, and he and he plays this electric guitar version of Jingle Bells at the caroling site just out of nowhere. Like, and Pete <laughs> pulls out this guitar. He's standing in the back of the caroling group. His entire family turns or turns back and looks at him like. Where did you get that? And it's like, did they not walk over with you, Pete? Like, did they not see this, I think huge, it was, this guitar? To their credit, I think it was probably the sort of
1: thing where they were like, Pete was like, I want to play guitar. They were like, okay, Pete, sure, he's going to play some chords or whatever. Now, my man Pete busts out... Uh, what could only be described as a shredding solo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like my face Bell. was, i he shredded my face. I have, Trey, um, it was
1: right. Trey has no more face. I'm looking at him right yeah, now. Yeah,
0: he, he's shredded. It's just skin, like it, Bly Manor.
1: And this this is unfortunately, this relationship, though I do think it's very important, and I want to I wanna circle back to it when we get to the connections, but this relationship is unfortunately where it does get like, oh my God, this is almost word for word Groundhog Day. Yeah. It's the same thing where the guy goes to the girl and he's like, I've done it all. What's left to do? Like, and because the guy always thinks it's just about them, you know, it's just about, you know, whatever. And the girl's always like, Oh, you can learn art. You can learn poetry. Like I I would read everything. And the guy's like, Oh, maybe there's, maybe there's more to life than this. And yeah. Um, but I do think this relationship is really important. Um, because you're right. He lets her in on
0: the secret. Yeah.
1: That he is Groundhog
0: Daying. Yeah. Is Which is verb- what happens I in Groundhog Day. I feel like we can Day. verb it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. That they're Groundhog Daying. Um, um, or Hogging for sure. <laughs> 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 hey. Hey. Uh, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. What's up? I'm Hogging. I'm Hogging right now. I'm
1: Hogging. Um,. <laughs> and then last but certainly not least is the grandfather who actually gets two emotional resolutions. Let me first say though, I hate this grandfather. This is one really? of my least favorite Hallmark characters of all time. He's, cur- he's curmudgeon but it's, it's
0: inconsistent. He is like, curmudgeon
1: I- and it, the only, and curmudgeon is fine. I get it. You're an old widower. You're allowed to be grumpy, but this guy, Shows up at his son's doorstep on Christmas Eve. No announcement. Clearly they don't talk that much. Crashes their Christmas day. Bitches and moans the entire time. And then, like we mentioned in... I feel like we've done like four different summaries of this movie. But this movie truly is like little vignettes of a movie. But very first time loop and every time loop since, the grandfather always leaves. Doesn't matter how good of a day they have. Um, Doesn't matter if... Pete helps him win money by betting on the football game. <laughs> we breezed over that. He still leaves. Crazy. He oh, still yeah. leaves. He's
0: betting against
1: Pete. He bets against Pete the first time, and then eventually he starts betting for Pete. Um, yeah. But um, but then every night he leaves, because he's always like, I know when I'm not welcome. And it's like, you, this guy's done everything he can to make you feel welcome into his household, and yet you are still crotchety and mean and combative with everyone i don't want you in this house
0: you know my 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 biggest issues uh with this movie do stem from like character loopholes i guess Mm -hmm. where it's like i i don't know like pete as a character is like his his hallmark trait (laughs) so to speak uh is that he can never win yeah Like and and he will never win and overcoming that is what gets us to the end of the movie. But it but there are sometimes that that happens where it's infuriating, you know, where it's just like, can we can we just move the hell on? Like, ugh! Like the moment that really got it for me was like, hey, look, I filmed my brother fucking up the Christmas tree. Oh god! (laughs) And then they were like, you were just standing there and filming it, which like good point, but also like, come on, like still blaming
1: i don't know um the grandfather does have what i think is the worst line we've ever seen in a hallmark movie where he and pete this is at the end of their because like i said they have two different things they have one where pete and his grandfather connect and you think that's gonna solve the groundhog day but then you realize it's actually about solving the relationship between the father and the grandfather which we'll talk about in a second but the grandfather has a great line where he and pete are getting ice cream after having a great day of pranking people and tearing up the town. <laughs> Probably went to a strip club. Um, they're eating ice cream. And the grandfather said, I was, <clears throat> sorry, let me get my, um get my Bruce Dern impression on here. Cause it is yeah. Bruce Dern the whole time. Uh, he's like, I was worried I'd get the cold shoulder. And instead I got hot fudge. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a saying, Bruce Dern. That's so I don't good. know what that means. I hate it. Instead, I my, got hot fudge. Instead, I got a hot fudge. Next time I'm in a tense situation, <laughs>
0: it's going to be like, we got to turn these cold shoulders into some hot fudge, everybody. So is that like the difference between like getting igno- ignored and like getting slapped? I think is that it's, what a that pos- means? it's a
1: positive
0: thing. That's a positive thing?
1: Yeah, he's like, oh, I thought my family would hate me
0: because I'm mean to everyone. But you've been nice to me, Pete. So you're sweet. I thought it was getting the culture. Oh, and then it's an ice cream pun because they're getting ice cream.
1: I get. I guess it's a pun. It's not really anything. It's just sort of like
0: ice cream metaphor. Yeah, I don't know.
1: It's nothing like, yeah, because he'd be like, oh, I thought, you know, I thought it'd be a cold day. And he takes a bite of ice cream and then he would have scooped it and dipped it into the hot fudge and been like, but it's more like this now. <laughs> and he would have eaten the hot fudge ice. Anyway, they find out that the reason the grandfather and the father are fighting is, yes, because the dad's grandmother is dead. Bruce Dern's wife is dead. But more importantly, they had this star that she made, which had all these photos of the family on it. And um, Pete's dad broke it. And so Bruce Dern is mad at Pete's dad. So Pete makes a new star. And then he and wakes it's beautiful. up. And, and it's great. It's Yeah, I really... I. The, the conclusion of this movie is very good. The way he gets out of the hog is he... <laughs> the way he gets out of the hog is The way he, he, esca- ma- he escapes the hog. He escapes the hog. <laughs> the way he busts free of this truffle <laughs> hunt is he... Um, he makes this star, shows it to his family, presumably does all of the other stuff that he did to have an emotional connection with the rest of the family.
0: Because they don't remember it. Yeah, so, like, okay, so this is what, this is part of my issues with Groundhog Days, okay?
1: Okay, can I wrap, wait, can I wrap up the movie, and then you can... Yeah, yeah, wrap it
0: up, wrap it up, wrap it up. Yeah,
1: basically, he wakes up the next morning, blah, 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 Um, they have this whole, then it jumps to New Year's for some reason, literally, it's like, the day after Christmas, they're like, great day, haha, New Year's party, Pete opens up the box that he got at the beginning of the movie, which... I had forgotten about and it's a song box and Bruce Dern is like, Oh, looks like whatever was broken and it is fixed just like some other things around here. And he looks to the rest of the family and then Pete gives it to his girlfriend. I really thought they were, we were going to get a smooch. I thought they were old From enough the to two get a them? smooch. Yeah. A teen
0: smooch. Little no, teen I, smooch. no Hallmark movies don't do teen smooches.
1: Um, and then, yeah, that's, and then that's the movie. Um, what is your beef with groundhog
0: days? It's, it's mostly that. It's mostly exactly what you just touched on, which is uh Pete So you're living in the same day, which means when you start over, it it is like you're it's erased. The day that you had previous is completely gone. So you have to lay the groundwork consistently. Part part of which what I understand uh for like people like Katie, where it's like if you're if Pete can have a conversation with her and she's on board that she's in that he's in a groundhog day, that he's hogging. I want <laughs> a he's... motorcycle to rev up every time you say uh, <laughs> that he's if she can, <laughs> like, like if she's on board that he's yeah. hogging, you know? Yeah. Then <laughs> it's like it's gonna be easier the next time he's like, hey, I'm hogging. And she's like, oh, okay, dope. And then they can get on board faster. But what is what is hard is like some some things are so specific to tone to like uh, to the moment tender timing that it, you can't possibly have that exact same moment with all of those people every single day and consistently throughout. On that final day. But maybe what is so remarkable. Is because these people do live in a Groundhog Day. For millions and millions of days. I can only assume. Is that perfect day. Finally rests. With that final moment. And they finally nail the perfect day. Where they get all of those. Hit all of those emotional beats. On that millionth day or whatever. So that is my issue. Because I think that's impossible. I I think that is next to impossible. To share a tender moment perfectly with everybody that you need to share a tender moment to, to escape a groundhog day.
1: I think you're exactly right. Cause we see him with the girl. Is Katie her name?
0: I think so. You told me Katie was her oh, name. Oh, then yeah, yeah. With Katie. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> the way we see it with Katie is that he, we see this quick montage, which I love of him practicing introduction lines to her. Yeah. And that works just like in original groundhog day where, you see Bill Murray try to jump to these emotional moments and it doesn't work. Yeah. Because like you said, because the moment isn't right because of thousands of factors in a day. And so I thought they were going to do it right with this one where you would see him practice, 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 practice. And then we'd get to see the perfect day. Yeah. We would see him put it all together perfectly. And we didn't didn't see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish there was that that like groundhog day moment like that's in the movie. but I will say I did remember the small box, the whole movie an empty box. And yeah. I was hoping that on the final day on his final groundhog day he would open the box at the end of the day and discover that something was inside. Yes and that would and that would propel him into the the next the actual next day, the twenty sixth. So I I was hoping for that. If there was something I would change, I would change that instead of it just being a music box and that being kind of lame. Even though that is still pretty cool. It's a
1: magic music box though.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's that, really that is important. A, yeah. Um so I yeah, I, I really I, I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. It is a I we Daniel and I were talking about uh putting together a list of movies that we've seen so far that are worth watching um, and posting it on, on Twitter or, and on our website, like a rolling list of movies that are good. Now, something about the director of this movie. Yeah. Directed Late Night with okay. Mindy Kaling and yeah. uh, uh, I can't remember her name, uh, Emily something.
1: With uh, Emma Thompson.
0: Emma Thompson, that's yeah. it. Uh, directed Late Night, directed three episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, directed episodes of Dear White People, directed an episode of Girls, directed an episode of, uh, Shameless, uh, directed an episode of Mr. Robot, directed an episode of The Mindy Project, directed three episodes of Transparent.
1: she did two episodes of Love, which I don't, have you seen Love?
0: No, I haven't.
1: I love, Love is great.
0: Yeah, uh, directed, uh, an episode of Big Time Rush
1: yeah this is uh, so she's all
0: over them yeah there there is a reason why (laughs) this movie was was decent you know um she's a golden globe winner for yeah like 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 for god's sakes yeah um yeah there damn
1: there's a lot of a lot of good stuff going on here
0: yeah i'm i'm happy happy with this movie um What do you have for connections? Because I was having a good time. I wasn't really focusing on that. I was focusing on the movie. What do what do I have for connections? Oh boy. (laughs) Okay, spin this way. Pull
1: up a chair. Let me light my pipe here. I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure actually. Did you recognize the dad? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I recognize the actor's name. It's Rick Roberts back. Rick Roberts, of course, was our first Hallmark dad in the Night yeah, Before Christmas. Yeah, he's the, the first Christmas, dad. Yeah, and he was in the Town Christmas Forgot. Yes, no, he was in both of those movies. He is, which means he is inextricably linked to the Dream World. Damn, oh, Inextricably <laughs> linked to the Dream World. What I want to uh... posit, Trey. Because I think there's a deeper reason why Katie constantly accepts that he is Hagen. And I want (laughs) to posit that she herself is Hagen. She's also Hagen? She's also Hagen. Damn, they're Hagen again. (laughs) (laughs) She is Hagen. I think the movie is actually about her. This is a bold statement. I think it's actually she has all of. I have evidence. I have evidence. (laughs) Okay, give it to me. Why would why would this dad? I the gist of it. I think the dad. I think he's now working with Coleman. Okay. And I think he is now like a co-supervisor of nowhere. Okay. And I think that this is just another version of nowhere because I would argue that Katie also has a lot of personal emotional growth that she needs to go through. We find out towards the end of the movie that her father died recently and that this is her and her mother's first Christmas without her father. And yes. they just moved to a new town. They just moved to a new town. That's what stands out to me um, the most. That she's new here. She's new here. She's new in town. No history. No history. I think she's also Hogan. Okay. And I think that is why at the end of the movie, Pete opens up the music box. He finally hears the music. But Grandpa, Bruce Dern, looks at him... And he's like, looks like some other things have been fixed as well. And he looks around the room, not just at the family,
0: but also at her,
1: but also at Katie. And what does Pete do with the music box?
0: Gives it to Katie.
1: He gives it to Katie. And before it was playing a different Christmas song. But when he gives it to her, it starts playing her favorite Christmas carol. It starts playing Jingle Bells. I will accept that Pete is also Hagen. We do know he's Hagen. I don't want to say that Pete is also part of Nowhere. But I do think that this is a mutual Hogan. <laughs> like Palm Springs. Like Palm's Exactly, like Palm Springs.
0: Yeah. A, a dual Hog, if you will.
1: And I think our connection to the larger HCU <laughs> is we finally know what happened to... Was it the Benson, the Benson family, to Charles Benson? <laughs> yeah. After the night before, the night before Christmas, and after he dreamed of himself as Wayne Fox in the Town Christmas Forgot, is he either died or maybe he just passed the mortal coil in some way, and he's now working under Coleman in the same way that Carrie Fisher was the assistant to Mrs. Miracle. Okay. In um, *It's Christmas Carol*, now we get yeah. to see another member of the Board of Correctors. And we get to see maybe their right hand man, someone who's also now lived through nowhere, experienced the emotional growth, and is now in charge of their own little bit of the dream magic. We don't, we haven't, you know, we haven't really established what sort of magic it is—whether it's Christmas magic or angel magic or whatever.
0: I can get behind that. I call that a connection.
1: That's my big connection. I, th- I think it is about both of them. Okay. And there is a bit of, I think there's a bit of mutual help there because we do see he constantly goes back to her because there's a point where Pete thinks he's solved it to get out of the hog and he doesn't. He's still trapped there. So he goes and there is a montage with him and Katie Walking through town, there's clearly a give and a take here, an emotional give and take. And I think she just plays her cards a little bit closer to the chest, and she's not coming out and being like, "I'm hogging," and every time he's like, "I'm hogging," she's like, "I know, like I know you are,
0: <laughs> like we we are hogging." We're hogging. We're hogging. <laughs> I'm in the
1: sidecar, baby.
0: <laughs> okay. As much as I'd love to talk about teenagers hogging, um. It, do you have any other connections? I won't indulge that with a laugh. I won't indulge that with a laugh.
1: <laughs> I think our big um, any other connections? No, I mean I think there's something with the marketing firm. I think okay, it, like I, a, the where, where are the dead enough. got fired. Yeah, the but details where are, are we, vague uh, enough.
0: I'm trying to think of what movie we've seen another marketing firm in. Uh, um, most of them, right? Most of them. No, specifically though,
1: it was the movie. Um, Oh, Robo Robbo worked for an advertising firm. That's what Robbo. No, that's why this guy's is here. Because is he you got fired. No, cause yeah, cause remember cause Robo turned down the job and somebody else accepted it and then at the end robo they were still like robo you can have the job oh yeah and they he gets fired, fired to, repla- to, to
0: replace <laughs> Robbo. to replace wow. robo uh, okay okay i'm in i'm in okay there's a connection but the question right.
1: but the question is is there a connection with him because he is a member of morpheus's inner circle he is a citizen of dream world
0: that is true
1: what I because I was watching, I was explaining this to Annika, and she was like, "Maybe it's just one of those things where he just changes his appearance."
0: Yeah. Hmm. You know, we can call it like Dreamworld stuff. Well, I, no, he is a member of the Dreamworld. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I think he is. I think he's got to be part of the inner circle.
0: Yeah, I think. I think we can. There, we definitely have time to canonize all of this because, like, that's that's a hot theory. Yeah, I think
1: I'm trying I'm to right.
0: think. There's definitely a way. I mean, it seems like we can only have one or the other, but I think we can have both. But I just don't know how.
1: Is um is there anything with the twins?
0: <laughs> the the uh, <laughs> uh what's the what's their name? The- um. Uh, let me pull it up. Bronski. The Bronski twins. Mike and Ted Bronski. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything with the twins. All right. Fair enough. The Bronskis. Uh, I mean, we don't know anything other than the fact that they play football. Yeah. We just don't <laughs> right? know a
1: lot about the rest of the family. Bruce yeah. About Stern the Bruce doesn't have a name, which seems yeah. important. He's it's just just grandpa, spread, right? yeah, his grandpa, right? grandpa. What do you think's up with Bruce Dern? Because Bruce Dern gives him the magic box. So Bruce Dern's magical somehow,
0: right? Right. There's like a whole... Yeah, that's like a whole, that should be a whole thing. There are, they are Kidder. <coughs> Their na- his name is Kidder. His last name. Yeah. It's the Kidder family.
1: But how does Grandpa have the magic box?
0: Yeah, this is a great question.
1: I think, I mean, the implication to me seemed pretty clear where I think we were supposed to guess that grandpa has also hogged.
0: I'm, I'm sure he's hogged. Cause I think the hog is related to the box in some way.
1: Yeah. I think the,
0: I, yeah. And what I like, um, uh, before we wrap up my, my favorite piece of imagery in the movie is how at the beginning of every, uh, hog, uh, Pete wakes up and the train goes off the tracks. And uh, that is how every day starts with the train falling off the tracks.
1: And his little brother's already awake fixing his bow tie. Yeah. And, and then his little brother w- Pete the bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> peed the bed. And then in the uh, on the 26th, when he wakes up and it's finally the next day, the train is back on the tracks. And I think that's a wonderful little metaphor for... Uh, Pete's journey throughout this movie. I thought that was really well done. So what's the deal with Bruce Turn? I have no clue. I, like, is he Santa?
1: Is this like a is this like a co project with Santa? Maybe
0: right. Is this like a Santa Christmas spirit type thing? I don't know. I mean, but the thing is, like, he has such a good relationship with maybe. <laughs> Maybe this whole movie is a metaphor to tie the relationship between Santa, Bruce Dern, and the dream world, Rick Roberts. And that is the relationship that Pete needs to fix. Okay, whoa <laughs> Hold on,
1: you've just blown this wide open. I love this. I love this.
0: I need to think about this more. I do need to really think like really digest that. Because so that really did. That, that really.
1: There was some beef between Dreamworld and the North <laughs> yes. Pole, and they're like, yeah. the only way that we can fix this beef is with the magic of not just one child, two children, Hagen.
0: Yeah, two children, whole Hagen. <laughs>
1: and I think because I, because why would it play a Christmas Carol on New Year's? Christmas is gone. Yeah, years. This is a treaty being signed, is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I'm saying the star on top of the Christmas tree is a full fledged uh, diplomatic document.
1: I love this. They're build. If- they are building to the fusion of of Christmas and the Dream World.
0: Yeah, it's tr- it's Christmas diplomacy where they are unstoppable. Uh, to fight against the powers of the DHS,
1: so we got to get the G- DHS in in
0: this series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's the DHS at? Like, where's the DHS at? Wow. Yeah, I love it. We'll find we'll find a connect. We'll find a we'll way get to link the DHS, DHS in there. And I yeah, think yeah, we yeah. got
1: some great. Con- this is a great yeah. movie. This we is a, this is really good. We did well. Did you also? Okay, wait. No, even better. There's one cutaway shot. There's one establishing shot. It's, it's probably 40, 50 minutes or so into the movie. Where there's been, there are lots of like, oh, here's just a snowy field, you know? There's one cutaway shot where it randomly cuts away to not just any field. It cuts away to a field with a golden retriever sitting in the oh. field.
0: Oh no, I didn't catch that. And the oh, dog's just Daniel. sitting there
1: watching. That's, okay. that's Santa's dog. The plot thickens. That Santa's dog is here the whole time overlooking anything because he's he's the moderator. Dogs, I think, are always the moderators because they are, as we've established, purely good beings. They're pure. That's why that Um, dog's there. That dog is watching over the legal proceedings as the (laughs) Santa and Morpheus Lord of Dreams sign mm -hmm. a pact
0: together. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I love this. Yeah, let's... let's, Yeah. Uh, Well, Well... yeah. I'm sure there'll be more. I'm sure the government will show up at some point.
1: Uh, um, next up, we've got Snowbride.
0: Snowbride. We've been singing promos and in, in these are bootlegged, uh, totally legal uh mark viewings we've been seeing promos for snow bride in the lower third of these movies
1: oh okay greta kane is always in search of juicy gossip as a gossip tabloid reporter in los angeles it's her job to expose the rich and famous so when word gets out that the late senator Tannenhill's sons might be proposing marriage at their family's big bear compound during christmas greta and her chief rival wes are challenged by their old school editor to get the scoop Snow Bride. There's incentive to be the first, too. The editorship of the magazine's new online incarnation. So we've got a senator coming up in this movie.
0: Snow Bride. Snow Bride. Crime thriller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the music that you heard at the beginning of this podcast is written by Colin Robertson and played by Colin Robertson. Uh, you can also check us out on our website, mistosecret.com. You can check us out on twitter.com at hcusecret.com where we posted that beautiful poll that we talked about at the beginning of this episode. You can also email us at mistletoesecret at gmail.com. Is that everything? If you're loving the show, why not drop a review? Yeah, drop a Mm -hmm. review on Apple.
1: Drop a review. It lets us know what you're liking what you're not liking about the show. And it also lets other people get in on it, you know? Yeah. Um, We're really, really appreciative. We just crossed a thousand total listens um, across all the episodes. And uh, that's crazy. That's (laughs) amazing. That's crazy that this many people (laughs) are digging this show. I know. Um, What I I think might be fun, I'm just going to start pulling, and every episode will thank a random geographic area from our... um, From our anchor statistics, yeah. Um, so I want to give a big shout out, a big shout out. If you're listening in Alberta, if hey. you are listening in Alberta, Canada. You are 16 percent of our Canadian listeners. Uh, listen, we appreciate you. We we care about you, and the fact that this is international now.
0: Yeah, we're we're blowing this thing wide open. This
1: is international, as as uh, yeah. Pitbull would say. This is international love.
0: Yeah. I can see Trey
1: fighting sleep right now. (laughs) Is it dark in my room? It's getting darker and darker as we've recorded. (laughs) Trey's just done three shows today?
0: No, I did two. Two Two shows. All right, that's
1: nothing. Then you're fine.
0: My three-show day's tomorrow. Yeah, I
1: can see him fighting sleep right now. Um, So I'll I'll let him get to sleep. But (laughs) thank you all
0: for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. My name is Trey Pletnicki. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay Alberta. Thanks for listening.